Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hey you fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 24. How are you, good sir? Yes, I'm not bad at all, thanks. How are you doing? I'm cracking. Yeah, we're into the new year now. Yeah, it's 2015, our first one, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Episode one of 2015, I guess. That's it. I mean, I I, I love Christmas and all that. Um, I always enjoy it, but I, I love it when you sort of get into the new year do you know what i mean all that because it's it can be stressful can't it you know there's a lot of build up to christmas and that i kind of like it when you sort of it's all done you've had a good time you, you know you've put on a bit of weight and then <laughs> the, the new year's ahead do you know what i mean I, lo- I love the fact you're right at the start of a new year and you know you can sort of get loads of stuff planned yeah i agree with you it's, it's quite stressful mm. especially when you've got loads of friends and family to go around and sort out and christmas presents to buy and which is why i buggered off to canada yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame me. Yeah, but it's nice. I mean, I've I've already been looking at sort of um, you know, I, w- I like to get things planned for the year, so I've got stuff to look forward to, and I've uh, been looking at conventions and stuff, and you know, and things I want to buy but can't afford, and all sorts of things. I love all that. You know, all the new stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all very cool. Yeah, I read you. It's um, yeah, so it's good to start off the new year, get everything mm. uh, rocking and rolling. And uh, actually, talking of conventions, we uh, we've booked our first one, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about this. And it um, seems like a lot of people um, that I know or listen to the podcast are going to be there as well. So I'm really, really looking forward to this one. It's going to be cool, isn't it? So this is uh, Day of the Doctors. Yeah. Yeah, run by 10th Planet, those guys. Yeah, I've never been to any of their conventions before. I know I know they do quite a lot. Um, they, they do quite a lot of signings and stuff. And I know they do a few of these conventions at this hotel. Uh, it's the first one I've been to, um, run by them. Uh, and it's yeah, it's I mean, it's great. It's got the uh, Tom Baker's there, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, um, and a few to yet to be announced. I think so. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I got my um, I got my uh, my letter through the post today. Actually, they're not sending tickets out. It's just oh. like a confirmation letter. I got mine today. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. superb. Did you book any of the photos and um, autographs? You know, in advance, or are you just gonna do them on the day? Um, I selected the because you get one included with the ticket price. Um, yes, and, and I, I th- bet you chose uh, Davros, didn't you? I, I did indeed. David Goodison, is that right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because um, I have to. This will sound awful, but the other guy who's signing, he was in a stage play Doctor Who way back in the day. It sounds awful, but I thought he was dead. <laughs> when when you I thought saw he was he, dead, I honestly did. <laughs> I, I, when I saw his name, like you, you get the option to choose which autograph you want included in your ticket. I can't even think what the poor chap's name is. Can you? Um, oh, I, well, if he's alive, I well, can't. I hope he is because <laughs> they're selling t- tickets to meet him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a choice, wasn't it, between those two? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the day. I'm probably going to. Um, I, I really want to meet Peter Davison and get his um, get a handshake with him and get a um, mm. a photo with him. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, I want to meet. I, I've met Peter twice actually, right? Um, and I've got two pretty ropey photos with him. I'm actually thinking I might just uh, dish out some cash and try and get an actual decent, properly taken photo with him because um, he wasn't very happy. He wasn't really in a very good mood the last time I met him. Who was and that? It, and it, 
Peter Davison. Oh, Peter, sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it's, um, and it kind of shows the photograph. He looks really miserable in it. He, <laughs> I think I caught him at the end of the day. It was on a very wet, um, wet and windy day in Milton Keynes. Oh, and he just yeah. wasn't really in a very good mood at all. He, um, wasn't, and fe- yeah, he wasn't feeling you that day? Not at all, no. No, the money was snatched no. out of my hand by his assistant. He sort of signed a thing I said could have a picture and he was like mm. he just sort of like he's just you know forcing a grin in it and also it's quite blurred so oh. I'm thinking I might get a proper picture with Peter when I go there yeah yeah. he can be okay I've met him before and he was really nice so that, you know it's like anyone you know everyone has an off day or whatever but I think um, yeah I think you should meet him I think he's a, he's a good one to meet you've yeah. got to meet Tom as well surely oh yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. so they're the ones I think I'm going to do just on the day just yeah. get that yeah one thing I did hear actually about Peter Davison Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any listeners can um, can vouch for this, but I heard that he can be slightly um, slightly grouchy on the when he's doing just um, uh, like solo conventions and he's and he's just on his own kind of thing. But he tends to be in really high spirits when he's with the other doctors, the other actors. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that I might can... be a might be a thing there. Yeah, I think that. And have you met Colin before? I've met remember. Colin. I've met him you've once met before. Colin, yeah. So you've you've yeah. He's t- you've ticked that box. Yeah, I, I think I. I told you on one of the other podcasts, it was at Collector Mania in Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah. And he was fine with me. He was he, he was really nice, but then the uh, the person behind me he was really grouchy with them for some reason. He <laughs> yeah. just, it was like almost like he flipped a switch and he just went really, really grouchy. Maybe they're like some kind of stalker or, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's probably thought, oh, you again, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Um, I think yeah. he sometimes goes into doctor mode, Colin, because I've, <laughs> I've met him quite a few times and he... I really like Colin, but he can be. Sometimes I've met him, he's been quite sh- sort of um, abrupt, you know. Uh, other times he's been really nice, but he does. I think he's a bit like his doctor. You just <laughs> you just have to know how to take him. I think sometimes he says things in a very abrupt manner that are sort of, you know, meant as a joke. You know, I think you just have to know how to take Colin. But, yeah, yeah he can be yeah. a bit irascible. But I'm surprised you're, you're more looking forward to meeting Peter than Tom. I'd have thought Tom would have been top of your list. Yeah, I Don't get me wrong, I, I really am looking forward to meeting Tom. Mm. I really am, but for some reason I've watched um, the the last, uh, with the exception of the one that we're reviewing today, the, all of the, well, a lot of the classic stuff I've watched tends to be um, Davison for the last two or three weeks, I guess. Oh, right, that surprises yeah. me. Yeah, that, that surprised me. Yeah. So, um, but no, don't get me wrong, I, I really am looking forward to meeting uh, Tom. Yeah. He's going to be cool, as long as he's in, uh, I, I heard that he uh, he's not in the best shape at the moment, so um. We'll have to see see how he is. Yeah, he, when I met him in Brighton a couple of months ago, he um, he was in really good spirits and he looked quite well within himself. But he, I think, in terms of getting around, like he's on a stick and that now. I think in, yeah, in terms yeah. of actually sort of uh, getting about a bit, yeah. Because like everyone who had a photo with him, obviously he was sat down and you know having the photo and that. But he looked quite well, like yeah, in in himself. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Just age catching up with him, I guess. Oh, yes, yeah. it does. It does to us all, unfortunately. In, yeah. The one thing we have to remember, Adam, is mm. that these guys are human beings. They have emotions <laughs> and feelings like us all. This is true. Yes, this is true. <laughs> well, they shouldn't. <laughs> We're paying the bloody money to go there and get a good bloody photo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're quick enough. It's actually the... I always think some, <laughs> it's the people that are with them, actually. I sometimes get annoyed if they're quick grab that money at hand before you can even get out your wallet don't they you know they're just uh, pound signs in their eyes but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> just just suck it up and take the money yes yeah, so take the money signed i think i'm thinking now of um alex kingston how she <laughs> she was horrendous like money really? snatched away. oh gosh yeah 
Yeah, no, she wouldn't even sign. She wouldn't dedicate it. It was no sort of to Adam or anything like that. No photographs whatsoever. Just a, a signature out. Off you go. You know, we were pushed through like cattle when we met her. Um, and there was I waited again to right to the end of the day, and there was um, hardly anyone behind me. But it was the same thing. It was like there was no conversation or nice to meet you or anything like that. It's that autograph go. <laughs> you know, See you so later. Take my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah out the door. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I don't think this one will be like I think 10th Planet because they're um, you know it's their own sort of thing I think they'll hopefully want it to be a good good event and, uh, and they've done quite a few I've heard I've heard when they have big finish there that they're really good events yeah. I have heard that sometimes when it's just 10th Planet they can be a bit unorganised somebody told me but I don't know you know we'll see we'll either way indeed. I'm really looking forward to it well I'm looking forward to it because I've booked a hotel for the night before oh you have so I'm just going to roll downstairs because the, the hotel <laughs> is actually where the, the convention is so I'm going to get up as late as possible after having a shower just roll downstairs and I'll see you there I, do you know what? When you said you were booking a hotel, I was really tempted to, because it's not that far from me, so I don't really need to, you know, um, splash out in a hotel. But I was quite tempted, because I know a lot of the other guys that are going are all staying. And I was thinking, oh, but, you know, it'd be cool. We could all be in the bar, you yeah. know, the night before chatting. But I was thinking, but then we're going to be like, you know, it'll, one drink will turn into 20, and then we'll <laughs> go down. And in the photos, we'll all be like bloodshot eyes, you know. <laughs> Just wasted good, from the night before. <laughs> yeah, I was tempted though when you said about it. I thought, mm, you know, yeah. it would be good. But yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think there'll be, there'll be all, all the Who fans will be there. You're bound to get chatting to loads, and yeah, you know. So let's everybody let's um, let's all meet up uh, at the hotel the night before. We'll have a good old time, and we'll yeah. see Adam the next day. Yeah, and I'll I'll be I'll be uh, <laughs> wide awake, and you guys will all be. <laughs> yeah, so we're really looking forward to that one. So that's 14th of March. Get yourself over there. Um, yeah, just go to tenthplanetevents.co.uk. And you'll be able to find it on there. I'll put a note in the show notes as well. A link, sorry. And uh, we will see you there. Yes, we will. Look forward to it. Not long to wait. Um, and been up to anything else, mate. Booking conventions, watching a bit of Who. Um, I got Doctor Who Monopoly. Oh, I want it. The one with Capaldi on the front. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't opened it yet. Just been staring at the box for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, I think, with Monopoly. It's one of those games. I mean, I actually really like Monopoly, but it, it does take... You need to put aside a good full evening to play it. It's not a game you can just have a quick, you know, half-hour game with, you know. And you've got to have a few people to play it with, haven't you? You have, yeah. You know? but, yep. Yeah, I really wanted that. I, I, was, I thought somebody might have got it me for Christmas. I dropped enough hints, but no, I didn't get it. So now I'm going to have to buy it myself. You are, mate. Yeah. yeah. I picked it up at the Doctor Who Experience. I was there oh. on New Year's Day. All oh, right. Oh, so you bought it yourself as well. Aye. Right. It, it does look good. I love the cover with, you know, Capaldi and all that. I just I like it. And you get some you get some proper TARDIS or whatever Monopoly pieces with it, don't you? It's not just like, you don't just get the regular horse and hats <laughs> and all that, do you? No, you've got some cool little pieces in there. Yeah. And the money as well. Gallifrey and money. Do you? Oh, all right. Okay. I think so. Excellent. Yeah, looks yeah, cool. I'm sure one of the pieces must be a Sonic, surely. I don't know. One of them is a TARDIS. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, I definitely, I definitely want to get this. I was hoping I might find it reduced after Christmas, but I've had a look online and um, it still seems to be full price. So, Is yeah. it limited? Um, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I, I paid, um, how much did I pay for it? 25 quid? That's not bad, actually. I'll I'll tell tell you what, it was mate. about 32. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that shop at the Doctor Who Experience has got some real bargains in there. Oh, actually, I've got to ask you. I saw your 
Sonic remote mm. control, is it? Yeah. Oh, I want that. Oh, it's I so, so good. want that. I got uh, merchandise envy yeah. when I saw that. When you put that picture on, how um, how much did you pay for that? Because you said you got it for a really good price. Yeah, I paid forty five pounds for that. Yes, that's not that's pretty good actually. Yeah, the cheapest yeah. I've seen it, I think, is sixty quid. I was just going to say it's about sixty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bargain. Oh, I want that. It's really good as well. The little magnetic stand and the way yeah, it just yeah, kind I of balances. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah. It's like a little, yeah, a little Gallifreyan symbol, isn't it? Is that right? That's it, yeah. Like a yeah. little round disc, but it's metal. And it's got some really powerful magnet in it. And you just uh, you just pop it on top and it just stays there like magic. <laughs> have you set it up yet? <laughs> like, have you c- configured it with your TV? Um, no, I've only I've played with it because you can put it in like props mode, effects mode, it's called. Oh, okay. And um, But the only thing I've done is accidentally turn the telly off. Oh, right. Because you can, you don't have to program it to a telly. It will turn off any TV that it's in a certain range. I just so, um, of you setting it up and pressing the button and like your light going off and then the the microwave coming on and then the oven going, <laughs> just controlling everything except yeah. the TV. Light switch is going on and off and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And your wife going, for God's sake, Gary. Yeah. She would as well. Yeah. 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 No, just leave it in the uh, leave it in the what's it called the mode. Uh, effects mode effects mode yeah. it's very good though it actually looks just i mean it looks like a proper replica anyway doesn't it it's yeah. a brilliant thing i'll tell you what it's really really good the actual the the color of the light has gone back to the the normal blue now because some of the toys were mm. like this purpley mauve color that's right yeah so it's like the proper blue and it's got loads of sound effects it's got like 16 different sound effects oh is it yeah loads of different ones it's got like scanning mode um well just loads of different modes because on the toy you get like three different variations you can go through can't you every time you press the button that's right yeah. whereas this one you can like there's different button combinations like double tap tap and hold triple tap hold and swish and loads of different stuff it's very cool it does i want it even more now yeah it does look brilliant that's a good price as well i've got to get myself down to cardiff actually um somebody commented when you put on facebook that you were going to the dot two experience <laughs> somebody put um uh, on my facebook i think something like uh, isn't he taking you with isn't he taking you with him <laughs> well, oh. i just had visions of you packing me away in a case and you know taking me down there come on adam i, I said no he doesn't now he's gone without me now <laughs> well <laughs> let's, i just um, really want to go there yeah yeah well we did mention didn't we a couple of uh, episodes ago we might do a a, a big blue box meet up there yeah later on yeah. in the year so yeah maybe we'll do that yeah maybe we'll do that mate summertime when the weather's good Yes, right. Yeah, well, yeah. I was just thinking that because I'm looking out the window now, and it's uh, pretty ropey out there. So yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. do it in the summer. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll invite all you guys along. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll book the place out for the day. What, what do we call it? The big, the big blue box jolly boys outing or something? Yeah, the big blue box something meeting something of the something. Yeah, a bit of a, it was a bit of a mouthful. Doom at the end. Yeah. I'm sure it was doing. <laughs> Oh, right, you, oh God, we're running behind schedule. Should we land? Okay, let's land it. Yeah, get the, get the, get it landed. Oh, pretty smooth that one. Yeah, yeah, smooth landing. You're getting better. Yeah, yeah. Must be because you've been swooshing about with your with your Sonic. With your bloody Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> First bit of news. Oh God, I hate I hate opening with news like I know, this. But sad, sad news to start with, yeah, isn't it? But it's um, but it's important to recognise, you know, the good people. Definitely. 
Um, so unfortunately, um, Fiona Cumming, um, he was uh, a director from some of the classic episodes, has passed away, um, age 77. And she had a, she had a, a really good, um, I'd, only, I'd only heard of her um, in the last year or so when, when I started getting into more of the classic who. Um, so I've seen her name uh, dotted around on, on certain DVDs that I've got. And um, yeah, I didn't realise that she's done quite a few episodes actually of who, the classic stuff. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew, knew she'd done a few. Um, I was quite staggered actually by the amount. Is it over 34? Was it, Did I read? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, over 34 episodes of Doctor Who, um, which is incredible actually. I mean, I... You know, I recognise Fiona coming from a lot of the extras on the DVDs, and uh, she always comes across really well on those, um, on the extras. You know, when they're chatting to her and stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a, that's quite. A, I didn't realise she'd done that that many episodes. Yeah, I thought it was um, just a, a just half a dozen, but yeah, that's really cool. And um, yeah, some uh, some Trout and stuff, some Pertwee, um, and uh, some Davison. Yeah, I mean, uh, I re- I think because of the extras, I I sort of more. Um, placed her with the Davison era. I didn't realise she sort of had worked as far back as um, Troughton's era, um, the Highlanders, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't realise she she was so involved with Doctor Who that far back. Yeah, um, yeah, she's worked on a couple of firsts as well. She did the first um, the first story which featured Jamie, um, the one of the uh, the Highlanders. Yeah, uh, yeah. Troughton's second one, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, and she also did Peter Davison's very first. Castrovelva. Oh right, I, I quite like yeah. that story. Have you watched that one? No. You, you've got it, but you haven't watched it. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get on to that. We'll. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, um, Fiona has passed away. But uh, let's remember some of the brilliant uh, stuff that she's done um, for the classic years. Uh, second bit of news. This is a good bit of news. This is cool. The War Doctor. Mm. Sir War Doctor. United. The old boy's got a knighthood. John Hurt, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's very and, cool. Uh, yeah, very well deserved. I, I like John Hurt. I think he's a, a, a really great actor, not just because of the, the War Doctor, although I do love him uh, as the War Doctor. Um, but yeah, yeah, very. he's, he's had, a, again, a, quite an illustrious career. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's done loads. Of, he's knocking on a bit now, isn't he? He um, must be, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's done loads. I think um, the very first thing I saw him in years ago... Um, well, I shouldn't have watched it at the time. I was too young. But I remember watching the first Alien movie. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the whole Alien chest buster scene and, and all that stuff. That was quite scary as a kid. But um, that was the first thing I saw him in. And, I think, uh, yeah, I guess I think one, one, of, the, one of my all-time favorite films is, is probably one of the first things I saw him in um, is The Elephant Man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, I mean, he's under a load of, you know, prosthetics. So you don't really know it's him. But, mm-hmm. but I... Again, I, I seem to remember watching that quite young. I was probably too young to watch it as well. Um, and I absolutely love that film. I've always loved it. It does. I am a big softie. It does always get me at the end. I, I always <laughs> always have a shed a tear at the end of the film. Um, but a brilliant performance. I think it won him a few awards as well. It did. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. It does pull at the heartstrings as well, doesn't it? Oh yes. Yeah. I think it's based on a sort of um, true story, but it's a sort of uh, what do you call it? Loosely based, isn't it? I think on a true story. Yeah, yeah it's but a, he's great in it. It's an adaptation of a classic story. And also one of my favourite TV, well not my favourite, but a, a, a classic drama which I really love is um, Naked Civil Servant about Quentin Crisp. Oh, he's right, superb right. in that. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I always thought, because um, he does a really funny voice 
for Quentin Crisp in it. I always thought, oh, that's a bit over the top. And then you watch the extras and you actually see how Quentin Crisp talks and you're like, oh, he's spot on. <laughs> you know, but if you watch it, you sort of think, oh, he's a bit over the top with the voice, isn't he? You know, he's camping up a bit, but no, Quentin was like that. And John Hurt's superb in that. It's a really good drama. Oh, cool. Yeah, like that one. So Let- very well deserved, I think. Yeah, and let's not uh, forget his best performance ever, The War Doctor. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, he was really good in it, actually. He is. Really I mean, the, uh, the chemistry, the, the three of us. So I think just it's just having him as the older Doctor and just picking up on them being young, but actually not being young and, you know, saying, come on, guys, grow up. It, it just worked brilliantly, didn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, so uh, congrats, Mr. Yes. John Hurt. Um, next, filming started yesterday. Yeah, Series 9 is underway. Yay. Uh, does that, I'm, I'm waiting to, obviously, uh, there's been no leaked pictures yet. I know they've only just started, but obviously the pictures will start to leak. Um, I hope we're going to get some location stuff uh, in Series 9. I don't, like, I don't like this studio bound, you know, I don't like things being too studio bound. Um, right. So I'm hoping, you know, because I, I was thinking that about the Christmas special. How we did, do you remember me saying I haven't seen any, pub, you know, any sort of leaked pictures from it? It's because it was all filmed indoors. So yeah, I like it when yeah. we sort of catch a glimpse of them, you know, in costume. And, you know, some people hate spoilers. I, I quite like them secretly. <laughs> uh, I like to see like a, a leaked shot of them filming somewhere. And, you know, so I'm hoping that we might get a couple. Not too much. I don't want it. I mean, it yeah. ruined, but I wouldn't mind seeing the odd sneaky shot taken of Series 9 just to get some uh, excitement going for it. Yeah. When I say started filming yesterday, we're recording this on um, Tuesday the 6th, by the way. Yeah. So uh, when you listen to this on Friday, it's not that we've recorded, not that they started filming yesterday on Thursday. Monday the 5th, they all got over there and did their thing. And I wonder uh, when it all, um, I wonder because if they're filming this early in the year, does that mean it's going to have a... Do you think it was going to be around sort of Easter time we get the series like we used to have? I hope it was, so, yeah. Yeah, because it was quite late, wasn't it, Series 8? It was um, August, was it? It was August, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully we might get Doctor Who a bit earlier this year. I think it would be would be good, actually, to keep the momentum going, you know, because if we have another sort of seven or eight-month break... Hmm. Yeah, so the only thing with that, though, is if, if it comes out at Easter, when would that finish? Um, July? Would it yeah. be June, July? That means we've got a really long break then until the Christmas special. Yeah, this is true. So this I, is true. I think it's just swings and roundabouts, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you've got a good point there, actually. Yeah, because yeah. then, yeah. But I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm predicting two types of photos, though. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting one of Capaldi and Coleman in a corridor somewhere. Oh, right. <laughs> which seems to always be the way. Yeah. And, um, Capaldi and Coleman somewhere in Cardiff next to a TARDIS signing autographs. Yes, oh, undoubtedly, yeah. <laughs> as long as that corridor isn't the same one we've seen in... Um, <laughs> what, in every series. episode for the last yeah, two series. Yeah, that TARDIS corridor <laughs> that they keep using as Daleks and, and everything else. I, I don't want to see that curved corridor again. They use it for everything. <laughs> I know. It's like they the most just famous put an corridor. extra light on it and think that we won't <laughs> notice. It's like, no, I know it's the same corridor. <laughs> yeah, because it's got the same... Shape, yeah, yeah, and they just redecorate it. The, you know, the set guys, they just redecorate it and put some different lights in there. And that's right, spray it yeah. silver and think, ah, that's got them. Yeah, <laughs> look, we've built another corridor. I know like, you haven't. No, I don't want to see <laughs> that corridor again. 
Yeah. Not even in the TARDIS. I didn't like it in the TARDIS the first time, let alone it turning into a Dalek uh, <laughs> inside of a Dalek. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, so Series 9 is underway, which is good yeah. because we were all scared for a moment that Doctor Who had been cancelled because the ratings were so bad. Well, if you um, believe a certain newspaper, yeah. Yeah. Um, I read something the other day that. Um, well, they've come out of another classic, haven't they? Another clangor. Oh, have they? Oh, yeah, I can't remember. There's something about it. Um, well, the same old thing, the same old article, just sort of re- uh, redressed, right. basically, just saying that uh, Moffat's been told to reign in the darkness and the time slot and falling viewing figures and all this. And oh, same old stuff. Bloody Nonsense. Hell. Chip yeah. rapper. Because I heard that, um, sorry, I read the other day that um, BBC America, I think it is, uh, they were saying that Doctor Who was like their second most watched series. Ooh, right. Like well, in terms good. of like overall uptake and stuff. Oh, that's excellent. So that's yeah. very cool. That is good, yeah. Yeah. It just means that you guys will probably get another load of DVDs released before <laughs> us and stuff like that. I, did, I, I was thinking <laughs> it. I didn't want to mention it. I, know, I didn't want to get you going, but I was thinking that. No, I'm, I, I jest. <laughs> I jest. Fair play to you guys. If you get something early, then fine, whatever. <laughs> There's no bitterness there. No, that's no, all good. You know, we didn't. We don't make the show here or anything. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only, I, I, I seriously jest. It's all good. We lo- We love our our US buddies. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so I think that's the news. Is that the news? No, it that's isn't the news. The, no, no, no. Um, we forgot to mention earlier in the show that uh, as well as starting a new year, it's actually an important year. Oh, yes, it is. Isn't I had to, it, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to think for a minute. I was thinking, is it? Yeah. Yes, it is an important year. You're right. Indeed, because 10 years ago, old Eccleston, old Baldy uh, graced our screens. Go on, do the impression. You know what? You were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Winey Rose, they, uh, they j- jumped onto our screens, didn't they? That's right. So when would this have been? I'm trying, when did it come back? I um, think it was the end of March. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, because it came, this was about, yeah, that's right, around Easter time, wasn't it, yeah? Yeah, I think so, the end of March, yeah. I remember being um, woken up by my dad when they were talking about the radio, it was all big news, Doctor Who was coming back, and my dad waking me up and saying, ah, dad, Doctor Who's coming back. And I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, because we'd heard it so many times before, mm-hmm. um, but it was amazing, you know, when that, to actually sort of sit there in the first episode rose to air and you know for actually to be happening because i think even up until that point there's just this sort of little bit in the back of your mind thinking it's not happening it's not going to happen because we'd had so many sort of false doctor who's coming back mm-hmm. uh, in the sort of uh, 90s it was hard to believe it so it was an amazing day um 2005 wasn't it yeah of course 10 years yeah. when it finally did come back to our screens and um yeah, yeah, and what roller coaster it's been over those ten years? There's an awful lot happened in those ten years. Wow, yeah, huge amount. Yeah, yeah surely, surely. The, I know the BBC is saying they're not going to do something at the moment, but surely they will. I mean, even like a retro sort of look back on it, it, it is a must. Surely. Well, I think it's quite difficult with um, with Chris Eccleston. He's very reluctant to get involved in anything. So really, it just leaves Billy Piper and Russell T Davis. Really, they're the three main. Sort of key, although, key elements, weren't they? Yeah, although I could listen to Rusty Davis all, all day. He's a really funny guy in interviews. I really like Russell. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be, they'd be nice to sort of look back through the, you know, from the beginning and the sort of story behind it and stuff. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, yeah, if you guys ever listen to episode one, 
um, which was last March, actually, um, you'd probably heard me say that I wasn't even a Doctor Who fan in 2005. Hard to believe. That's nuts. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I did see a teaser trailer for it, um, the one that they released back in, I think it was New Year's Day, 2005. Uh, the BBC put a teaser trailer out for it. And all it is is the, the Doctor, you know, his famous quote. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name, you know? Ron. Yeah. Ron. It's like it's got that quote in the background, and then all you who's see- Ron? <laughs> Ron. Oh, Ron. Ron. Actually, I remember this. Yeah, it's when he's running through the corridor, isn't it? And yeah. The ball of flame. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't in the episode. But I remember thinking, what a great. You know, it was a great trailer. That. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't see them in the trailer. In the teaser trailer, you don't see them. It's just the sound clip, and oh, it's it? just the TARDIS in the street. And at the end, it just dematerializes, and there's like um, it's like some text that says uh, something like um it's almost here and then you hear the doctor say that classic line and then the, the TARDIS dematerializes and it says but not yet ah. and that's New Year's Day 2005 so I can only imagine how much of a, a, a massive fit all Who fans went into at that point yeah, it was really exciting I, yeah. it was it really I'm quite yeah. jealous actually because um, mm. I would have loved to have been sort of swept up in all that uh, sort of fandom and, and, and hype for all that for the for who coming back quite jealous it's funny though because um, because Doctor Who had died down so much I mean I'd got sort of friends that were sort of avid Doctor Who fans for one or two but it wasn't like now it wasn't you know we weren't there wasn't sort of loads of texts and chat going around you know between fandom like there is now well there probably was but not not with me do you know what I mean it wasn't like this big buzz um like you'd get now, you know, like when there's a new doctor announced, everybody, you know, like you're talking to everybody about it. I, I sort of remember sort of chatting to the sort of three or four Doctor Who fans that I knew about it, and we were all really excited. And I guess there was lots of little groups of three or four Doctor Who fans all over the planet, really mm-hmm. excited. And it, and I mean, it came back with a bang. It got you know, it got really good viewing figures, um, which was important because obviously it had to be a success. You know, that first series had to be a success. Otherwise, it probably would have lasted one, maybe two. You know, would have died off again. So, but it was it, it was great. I mean, I remember sitting in my room. I locked myself away and watched it. It was really exciting moment for it. You know, that first shot of zooming into the earth. And I was like, oh, here we go. But but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't sort of. Um, it, you know, it wasn't as massive as it is now. I don't think. No, it's you know, not. It's all no. the hardcore dot two fans and people tuning in to see what this program was and. And a lot of people discovering it for the first time, actually. I mean, a lot of the sort of guys who listen to the podcast and Geeks Handbag are quite young, and you sort of think uh, they've got into Doctor Who then. Not, you know, these are you know a new generation, if you like, of Doctor Who fans. Yeah, So, yeah, absolutely. it's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. And it's, um, yeah, it's one of those, um, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you, you're absolutely right. Nowadays, it's so big, you know, they can't, it's really difficult for them to contain any kind of new you know any news about the show and stuff like that but mm. i imagine it kind of went kind of calmly under the radar unless you were a hardcore who fan yeah i think yeah uh, i think it's it's hard to sort of put it into perspective sort of now um but i don't think yeah i mean it, there was a buzz there was a definite buzz there was a lot of media about it which was good you know a lot of the sort of media picked up on it because you know it, it had if you think how the sort of show fizzled out in the 80s and then we had the movie mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it you know it was a sort of um it was a bit of an old, you know, they sort of dusted down. Were people still interested in the show? You know, it wasn't. It was a bit of sort of um, uncertainty, I think. You know, but the but the media were quite behind it. I remember it was on the radio and everything a lot. You know, there was a lot going on. Watched the movie last week. 
Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I saw you put that on yeah. on Facebook actually. Don't mind. I'd, it. I'd, have you done a review yet? Did you do, did you review it before I jumped on? Um, no. All oh, right, okay. Because I'd quite like to do a review. I, I, I've yeah. got um, I've got some some thoughts on that one. We I'd should like probably to talk about that one, shouldn't we? At some point. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get around to doing the movie because I think it's um it's an interesting one. I think. Mm. Lots of discussion on that. Mm. Uh, yeah, so why did we mention the 10th? Oh, yeah, so 10th year anniversary this year. Um, we're going to be doing a, a competition stroke giveaway. Yeah. Nearer the time. So uh, no details yet. Um, just going to let you let you guys know it's coming. So just stay tuned to, uh, to the podcast and Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Um, we're going to have quite a cool giveaway um, around that time, probably March, early April. And it, it won't be a meal with me and Gary in a Unfortunately travel not. lodge in Cardiff. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what do they do? That like a meet and greet. A meet. <laughs> Imagine people get really excited. Oh, they're doing a competition, and the prize is a, a meet and greet at a travel lodge. In people might want that. <laughs> no, they might. If you want it, then well, that's that's, that's a good prize. It's easy enough to organise. We do charge twenty quid. For signed photos, though. <laughs> I'm going to do now. I'm going to do a John Pertwee. I'm going to say I when I when I met John Pertwee briefly as a kid, he said, um, "I don't do autographs. I only shake hands." So, oh, I, right. okay. I remember dejectedly walking away. So no, I might. I'll probably sign an autograph <laughs> <laughs> on a on a napkin. On a napkin, yeah. I jest. I jest. <laughs> I, I, if, if, I tell you, I, if I was um, famous, I'd, I don't know. I, you say this, I say this. I probably wouldn't, but but I, I'm. I love having my picture taken. I'm terribly vain. <laughs> you know, if someone come up to me in the street, can I have your picture. I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd love it. I might get sick of it though, but in my head, I think I'd love it. You know, yeah. I, I never understand why celebrities get so huffy about it because, um, yeah. I'm, I, it doesn't bother me. I love it when people say, "Oh, I can have a picture." Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. yeah. Right. So mental, well, probably... no, mental note: when we meet up, to bring the camera. Bring the camera. Right. Yeah. Cool. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely won't be meeting Adam and Gary. A meal. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> Unless you really want that, then let us know. We can maybe work that out. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment it's just going to be a cool giveaway so we'll give you some more details closer to uh, closer to that time around yeah, March yeah that's it and uh, I think that's going to wrap on news mm. so our review this week um, going right back classic years yeah going back and uh, what is it buddy we are going to be looking today at the web of fear but tell me doctor this intelligence exactly what is it well, I wish I could give you a precise answer. Perhaps the best way to describe it is a sort of formless, shapeless thing floating about in space like a cloud of mist, only with a mind and will. What's it after? What's it want? I wish I knew. The only thing I know for sure is that it brought me here. Brought you here? Yes, been wondering how you got here. Yes, but I, I don't think there's any harm in, in telling you now. I... I have a craft that travels in time and space. Oh, come now, Doctor, you can't uh, explain This it. craft of yours, this time-space craft, could it get us out of here? Uh, yes, but it's at Covent Garden. What does it look like? It's a police box. Don't really kill you. So, if we could rescue that craft, you could take us out? Yes, yes, I could, but I, I have to stay here and finish Trevor's work. <laughs> Ah, Doctor, 
Miss Travis is feeling all right now. I'd like to see you right away. Very good, Jerry. Excuse me, Jerry. Yes. He was really cool, Troutman. Oh, this is great, isn't he? Just so love good. him. Yeah. yeah. He had yeah. this really, um, uh, really quick, not tempered, but really quick way about him. Like when people ask him questions or it's almost like he's constantly being interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he just gives a wonderful performance. And yeah, it, I don't know. He's, he's sort of clown like, but serious at the same time. I, I don't know how he sort of manages to pitch it so brilliantly. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's never over the top clown. I don't know. It's always like there's something bubbling underneath yeah. with Troughton all the time. He always looks like he's thinking things through, but being a bit silly and yeah, wonderful. Yeah, he's got this um this way of delivering really serious, quite important lines, and then having this little grin straight mm. afterwards and like looking around if anybody saw him grin. I, I saw him do it do that a few times in this um in this story, and it was fantastic. Yeah, the way, the think- way yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of the bit. Um, the bit I love is when he mends the, he gets the spear thing working under his control, and he does this almost slightly manacle but controlled laugh. Do you remember that bit? He sort of like yeah. he's really pleased with himself, yeah, and he can't contain the, you know, the joy. And I love that little scene. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, he's brilliant. I, lo- I do love Troughton. Yeah, I wish awesome. I wish there was more. It's such a shame that his era is so. Um, you know, there's so many missing stories and episodes in his era because he's such a he's such a brilliant doctor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. So this one was um, uh, February 1968. Wow, six parter. Uh, so it wasn't too bad actually. This one, 25 minutes each, and um, the only kind of downer on it is that I think it's episode three that's still still missing. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It yeah. is, and you get this sort of telly snap. Yeah. Um, with the audio over it. It's, it, oh, it, it's a shame, actually, because, you know, episode three, things are really building up and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's still watchable, enjoyable, but it does kind of, it's such a shame that that's missing because it, I find the telesnap apps a bit hard to, I tend to zone out easier with them. Do you know what I mean? I, I like that. I prefer it when they animate the episode. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I find it easier to sort of watch. I, I find the telly snaps a bit. I think it's because the pictures are so bad. <laughs> Some <laughs> of know? them are, aren't they? They're yeah. really, really. I mean, it's it's understandable. We're not gonna we're not gonna um, beat up on those guys too much. It's, they're doing the best they can, I guess, with what with mm. what they've got. But some of them are really ropey, really grainy and dark and. Yeah. Yeah. And and the sh- the other shame about the fact that episode three is the only episode still missing is that it's the first episode to feature the um the brig oh well colonel um you know um uh nicholas courtney it's his first episode so yeah we get to hear his his first appearance but we don't actually physically get to see it um and that's a shame because obviously the, f- the first time we do get to see him is in episode four and he's kind of in full swing <laughs> you know as as the colonel and um and it's great i, I, lo- I love nicholas courtney um i just always enjoy it when he's in doctor who i like the fact that he's you know sort of pops up now and again in later in the series um i just i just really like nicholas courtney as, as the brigadier he's awesome isn't he yeah he's really good yeah yeah so okay plot wise what did you think to um to the story as a whole actually it's a fairly simple story isn't it it's just about them wanting to um get the doctor it's like one big trap isn't it mm-hmm. to get the doctor um and it's funny because i I wasn't sure. I'd watched this, obviously, when I bought it. 
uh, when it's released last year. I wasn't sure if I'd get time to rewatch it before the podcast, um, but I did. I watched three episodes last night. I watched the, the following three this morning, um, and uh, yeah, I'd sort of forgotten that it's such a sort of simple, real, really plot. Uh, it's just sort of, in, you know, they say it's not revenge, but they just want <laughs> the doctor's mind, basically, don't they? That's it. Yeah. You know, and then they go sort of in a very roundabout way of getting it by sort of invading the London Underground and London and, and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought the same. Um, but the thing is, I quite like that about it. They had this because um, there is um, a tendency these days with with some of the modern Doctor Who uh, stories to be um, somewhat complicated. Mm. You know, they've got this uh, complex nature about them. It's a bit, um, you have to, you know, if you miss an episode, you, you you can sometimes get a bit lost, you know, and you really have to keep up with, with what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I find that a lot of the classic episodes, um, yeah, they're, they're just these very cool, um, just simple stories that just seem to work. All, all the elements seem to work really well together. Um, like the supporting cast is really, really good on this one. Mm. Um, Troughton gives a great performance. The companions are really good. The setting's really great. The the underground, this kind of claustrophobic, atmospheric yeah. uh, feel, especially in black and white, it gives it this really cool, um, almost horror, almost very um, classic uh, British horror mm. uh, kind of feel to it, like the old Hammer stuff. Yeah. And um, it was fantastic. It was really, really, really good. I was, I was a bit unsure before I watched it because... Um, because this is one of the more recent uh, releases from the Lost episodes, um, I'd read a lot of um, a lot of reviews, and some people were saying, "Yeah, it's good, but you know, it's showing its age and stuff like that." And I thought, "Well, that's the appeal for me. That's you know, that's what makes it so good." Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the whole the, as a plot and the story, I thought it was just brilliant. Really, really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it stands out quite well. I think the. I think the sets, the sets, the underground, are incredible. Like, there is a story that they they um they were so convincing back at the time that the London Underground accused them of filming without their knowledge. I don't. I don't know how true that is, but I know that's. Uh, I think it's mentioned on the commentary actually. But the sets do look. I mean, they do look brilliant, don't they? That that does look like the under. You know, the underground, and I think it's because it's so sort of dimly lit as well. Um, yeah. And you're right yeah. about the whole atmosphere. I mean, I I love the sort of episode one. Um, does have a real, like you said, hammer horror feel about it. The way it's shot, I mean, it's brilliantly directed by Dougie Camfield, mm-hmm. um, and and the music as well works really well in this story. Um, and I was quite surprised to find out it's stock music because it sounds to me like it's been composed for the story because it really fits in with with what's going on on the screen. But yeah. apparently it was stock music, which is surprising. I was probably surprised. hammer stock yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised at that as well. Yeah, but it, was it, stock but it music. all works really well. I mean, considering it's like you said, you know, the storyline it is a fair storyline, but there's not an awful lot in there when you actually look at it, you know, in terms of the actual script. But but it does work over six episodes, you know, it doesn't sort of feel sort of particularly padded or anything. So, you know, it does all come together to make a really enjoyable story, I think. Yeah, no, it's great. Absolutely great. And um, one other thing about the story as well, it's, um, it, it's got this really, uh, the pacing in this is perfect. Mm. I don't know if you've um, if if you've picked up on that, but um, some of the older the older Who stuff, um, some of the middle episodes or the one before the end, they can feel a bit a bit laggy at times. Yeah, they can feel like you know we know where we're going with this now. You know we we can see where the story is going, but there's there just seems to be a lot of 
conversation going on and there's you just want to you know shift it along a little bit but mm. i found with this one the pacing was just really good i i I, I didn't want to just sit there and start fast forward. I wouldn't do that anyway, but I, I didn't have the urge to like fast forward and like, come on, come on. I, I just found every episode to just go along at, you know, such a perfect pace. You know, it got to the end. I was like, oh, it's the end of the episode. I, I just didn't see it coming. I was just enjoying it so much. Um, and I know a lot of the classic, um, so I say a lot, a few of the classic um, stories can be a bit, a bit, they can drag along a little bit and you think, come on, no, let's get with it. Yeah, especially when you've got six parts, I think it sometimes can can feel like they're that you know they're having to drag it out. But yeah, you're right; it doesn't feel um, drawn out to me. The story, I think, I think it's because the cast are good as well. Mm. You know, they're quite engaging, and um, and also you've got this mystery. You think someone's betrayed them all the way through. You're trying to guess who the um, you know like who the sort of spy is, who the traitor is, and as it turns out, there isn't one, is there? Because I, I, that's the thing I'd forgotten. <laughs> I kept thinking, who is it? I can't remember who it is. And yeah. then I thought, oh, yes, it's the reporter. I remember now. But he's not the traitor. There actually isn't one, is there? No. It's just no. that they're, you know, that they're sort of paranoid that it's all getting back, back to the, the intelligence and stuff. Yeah. But that works really well to keep your interest through the six episodes. And, and also that they keep throwing in little plot devices that keep it fresh, like the little, um, what are they, those wooden figurines or whatever they are, they're actually... Uh, you know, bring the yetis to them. Oh, um, the little homing beacons. Homing yeah. beacon, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, that's that's sort of brought in quite late, and it, it keeps things fresh. You know, the doctor sort of manipulates one so that he can control it, which is brilliant. <laughs> and poor old Jamie then goes and messes everything up. Oh, I got to feel sorry for Jamie at the end. <laughs> epic fail by Jamie. <laughs> it is an epic fail. I love the doctor's reaction as well. He's really disappointed, isn't he? And that's one of the things I love about Trey of Troughton is he pulls this really sort of sad face sometimes you know that very end bit where he's just like he's really disappointed that his plan has has been messed up by jamie you know even though poor old jamie sort of in a way has saved the day hasn't he you know yeah no uh, that's I, one of the I, things i love about Trowan. yeah it's um yeah he's i i know exactly what you mean i, I felt that as well mm. and um yeah no it was cool but i do agree you know you're saying about the companions though um I think Jamie, Jamie works well in this. I did the only one of the sort of slight niggles, if I've got a sort of pick at the episode, um, is is Victoria. She isn't given anything to do, and she's a bit whiny, you know. Um, is, I think it's a sort of sign of the times, really. It's a reflection of when it was made, you know. She's sort of um, given that stereotypical, you know, um, girl companion that, that you got in the sort of sixties, uh, isn't she? She sort of just screams yeah. a bit, and you know, she's very whiny in it. Yeah. No, no, when she is a little bit, yeah. Stuff. yeah. That's sort of one of the very, few, I mean, there's very little negative I can say about the story. I thought overall I was really, really enjoyed it. But, but yeah, that's one of the few bits I was thinking, yeah, Victoria's a bit annoying in this. And she's given nothing to do other than be captured and sort of, um, you know, and moan and scream, <laughs> you know. Uh, whereas at least Jamie, he, he doesn't get that much to do, but he does get a few good bits, like the bit at the end, you know, which is good. Hmm. So... But they, they work well, this TARDIS team, don't they? I like, I like the three of them together. Yes, they were a good TARDIS team. And, um, yeah, apart from the, the blunder at the end by Jamie and the little bit of uh, uh, Victoria being a bit whiny and a bit like, oh, no, quite a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, they're really cool. Well, there's one guy that I really, really enjoyed in this. Oh, I wonder, I, yes, I'm wondering if it's the same. I was just about to mention someone as well. I wonder okay. if it's the same person. Probably. Uh, Jack Watling. Professor Travers. Yes. How cool was he? 
brilliant really really good I, I was captivated by him as soon as um his very his uh, scene at the very beginning um he just had that classic old grumpy british guy kind of thing of going for it, it was just so funny to watch i don't think he meant to come across as funny but i, I he was just so enjoyable really good yeah, I, I thought the same actually. In fact, that was my next. That was my next note. I thought he was brilliant, and um, yeah, he gives, like you said, he gives a bit of humour to it. And I don't know if it's intentional or, or not. But I also like it when he's possessed. I think he plays it really well. Oh, you, yeah, you know, when yeah. he's being controlled, he's actually really creepy, isn't he? You know, yeah. it's like sort of, um, you know, the Travers is under control from the Great Intelligence, and yeah, but he's brilliant in it. Um, really good. What's the actor's name? Uh, Jack Watling. Jack Watley, yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really good. He was awesome. Yeah. In fact, you're right. All the cast were good. I thought Anne was quite good. I was convinced she was the traitor for quite a while. Actually, I said, like, "Yeah, she's the traitor." <laughs> you know, she's trying to get him back and all that sort of thing. She was good, and the soldiers are all good. There's a couple of sort of um, accents going on in there, isn't there? You know, with the soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's oh. the guy who keeps saying, "I'm just a driver"? He does it in Welsh. I can't. I can't. Oh, Mr. Evans. You don't actually know his um. His first name is just Driver Evans. His Driver name. Evans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was um, he was a bit of comic relief, wasn't he? He was um, like the bump, like the the scaredy cat. Um, yeah, foot soldier that was there. He was always hiding away, wasn't he? There was a funny scene where um, uh, um, uh, the colonel comes in with another soldier, and he's hiding behind the um, <laughs> the board, and you can see his legs underneath. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And yeah he's and like, and, um, "Will you come out?" <laughs> Yeah, Nicholas Courtney's uh, straight come out from behind there. That's you know? it, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love all that. Um, I, th- I was going to say, I thought it was brilliant that he thought he could hide behind there, but you could see like the bottom half of his body, two legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, is this the first time you've seen this this episode? Cause, I mean, obviously, none of us had seen it, um, you know, unless you were unless you saw it when it first aired, because it's been missing for years, apart from. Uh, the odd episode so it's the first time we can actually sort of sit and watch it pretty much as a whole obviously part three is still missing but it's the first time you watched it is it yeah. yesterday yeah yesterday yeah. i just watched the whole thing uh, and were you surprised that it cuts in because the very start is sort of follows on from enemy of the world and did, did that throw you were you thinking what's going on here have i put the wrong you know have i started the wrong episode or anything because it starts from sort of being sucked out the tardis doesn't it yeah i was um did that throw you no i th- i just thought it was um things things like that that we've that we've seen in in a few episodes where you're just thrown into you know you're just thrown it's a bit like um uh, pyramids of mars you know it's just um uh, the doctor and sarah jane are just traveling in the tardis and all of a sudden you know she sees like the big um egyptian horse head or something whatever it is mm. um <clears throat> so I thought it was just like that, you know, they're just traveling along and then all of a sudden just, you know, stuff happens. Oh, I see. I'm with you. Because yeah. they tended to do that um, quite a bit uh, in the sort of 60s and, and also a bit in the Davison era, which it can sort of be a bit jarring, I think, sometimes if you sort of put it on and it just starts. You're thinking, well, hang on, am I in the middle of an episode? What's going on here? I think John Nathan Turner used to quite like doing it. But but yeah, I mean, have you seen any of the world yet? No. Is that one uh, of the other um, recently found ones? Yes, it is, and and it's brilliant actually. Okay. Um, yeah, I recommend that one a lot. A yeah, lot. I've only uh, seen a couple of um, Troughton ones before this one. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I picked that up. Yeah, I've seen the Mind Robber. Oh yeah. Um, which is really cool, and um, uh, another one I've got down. I can't remember what the other one is, but um, have you got the War Games? His last one. No. All right, because that's no. ten episodes. Wow. That one. Wow. Um, 
But yeah, a good one, another good one to get. Um, it's strange that episode three is missing because the other episodes look really good as well. Like the quality, you know, I know they've you know been cleaned up and and whatever, but it looks good, doesn't it? You know, yeah, I think. Yeah, the reason for that is because um, the the versions that they found, um, they were, I'm sure they were converted into sixteen mil because they were filmed on thirty five mil. It was the last. It was the last ever. Uh, Doctor Who to be filmed on 35mm for for location filming anyway Um, and then from the next one onwards which would have been Fury of the Deep yeah sorry Fury of the Deep yeah yeah um, that would have been filmed on 16mm but actually the the versions the tapes that they found were actually already converted to 16mm so it was really easy for them to restore them and clean them up so oh right yeah because they do look sharp. And actually, you, you mentioned in the um, location, just reminds me, I love that. I love seeing the Yetis on the streets of London. Um, mm. I always love it when, you, when we go on location. And, you, you know, especially if there's a monster on location, it just brings it, it just makes it so much more real to me. It's like, oh, they're actually on the streets now, you know. Um, and I love that bit where they're having the shootout with the Yetis. It's really good. It's really well done, actually. You, you've probably been to that. Do you know that location is about two minutes from Forbidden Planet? I wouldn't be surprised if you... Because I've walked up and down those streets a million times before I even realised that that's, that was that location. It's um, oh. it's just on... It's, when you're in Forbidden Planet in central London, it's like it's two minutes from it. It's, it's, I always cut through there to get to Covent Garden. There's like a pub on the corner with an anchor oh, sign. Okay. Yeah, it's next time you go to Forbidden Planet... Um, I'll, I can't remember the name of the street, but I'm sure you can find it. It's, um, yeah, it's really cool. And the yard where they have the shootout is obviously still there, and you can see the where the shutters were, where they all had the big shootout. So it's quite cool. It's a really busy little square, though, because um, obviously there it's deserted, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every time I go there, I get cross because I try and get a <laughs> cool picture of it, thinking, right, that's where the, that's the street the Yeti walked down to get a picture of that, and it's just you know just steaming with millions of people. Cause, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's literally the little cro- crossway it cuts through to um, Covent Garden, so it's quite a busy little stretch. Oh, but okay. yeah, next next time you're there, I think there's a big um, Urban Outfitters or something right on the corner, which is, you know, if you right opposite the yard where they have the shooter. So, oh, okay, yeah. so that must have been where they um, off Shaftesbury Avenue somewhere. It's um, you sort of go down Neil's yard. Oh, it's down there. I should have had a look before uh, we come on because I I love going every time I go to. the... Um, planet i sort of always end up walking down there and i just love the fact i think you know just a vision envisage the yeti walking down the street by the pub thinking oh that's where the yeti was you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. so i'll dress up as a yeti one day and just walk down there i'll reenact it wow yeah you want to be careful <laughs> no, you want to be careful mate why it's not getting fired upon yeah that's true <laughs> yeah there's so many people there i doubt anyone would even notice <laughs> it was a good um it was a good scene though the, the yeah. shootout, yeah, and they look quite cool. I was going to come on to actually. It's, um, before we get on to the review, what did you think of the of the yetis, the costumes, and stuff like that? They actually look pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a couple of bits where you can sort of see where the costume joins and that, but it kind of works because it's like when the Doctor takes the you know the silver ball, whatever it's called, out to replace, and you know, so there's sort of bits of them that have you know components, and yeah, I think they I think they look good, and they do. There's some good shots as well, like like. The way it's directed, you know, there's a bit where Jamie, there's suddenly one right in front of Jamie, and it is quite it does sort of make you jump a bit. You know, mm. they they do sort of work as a creature. They're not sort of um, they're not too sort of pantomime or silly or, you know, I think I think they work quite well. Yeah, I thought that as well because sometimes um, 
the budget's not always there, is it, to get any decent costumes back in the classic years? No, that's right. Yeah. But um, there was quite a few of them as well. There was, what, five or six? Yeah, 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 especially on that scene we were just talking about in London. There seems to be quite a few, doesn't there? So, mm. Yeah, and the design of this one changed quite a lot, didn't it, from the Abominable Snowman? Yeah, I meant, do you know what, I forgot to, when I watched episode one, I meant to look to see, because I, I have a feeling that the one that's in the museum is a different costume. <laughs> you know, when he, you know the one that comes a lot, you know, not the museum, the one that's in that guy's house, the very start. When the oh, professor's yeah. saying, you know, I want him back, I need him back, you don't know what you've got. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that that's the old costume. Yeah, um, cause it counts, because it cuts, doesn't it? Yeah. But I might be wrong, and I meant, to, I meant to look out for that when I watched it again last night, but I completely forgot. But yeah, I think so, because obviously that would tie in with the, the previous story that it's from. But um, No, I'm yeah, not. you are right, because um, that whole scene where they're arguing in the museum at the beginning, um, the, the Yeti that's just um, stationary... Um, is different to when it starts moving because the the camera kind of uh, kind of changes, it like morphs, mm. morphs into another scene where the, the yeti starts moving, and then it's a different costume. Yeah, it's I thought it was. Thing. Yeah, 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 which is cool. It does look good. I, they've got bigger eyes. I think is the main thing. They've got like great big eyes, haven't they? The the Mark II Yeti, if you like. Yeah, the Mark II. Yeah. The Mark II. I've just uh, I couldn't help but have. I just had a quick look. It's old brewers. Old Brewer's Yard in Shelton Street in Covent Garden. So okay. it's all around there, all those scenes. If you, when you stood in the middle of this opposite the pub, you'll see what I mean. You've got like streets all around you. They sort of, sort of one little crossroad. And all of those streets are where they're walking down. They're sort of cut to make look like different roads. But it's basically just all in that one little square. So it's quite cool. Okay. So next time you go to uh, Forbidden Planet, you can have a look at that. Cool, we'll do. Yeah. Rightio. Um, anything else you want to say before we jump into the out of 10 no no that's pretty much it yeah um, I'm going to give this a 9 okay um, I yes I really enjoyed it I thought it was really good I'd written 8.5 so I'm just slightly under you there okay um, yeah I bet a strong 8.5 I, I, <laughs> I can't quite go to a 9 it might be it's not really the story's fault but I think it's because of the missing episode um, okay you know, right. and, and also the fact I found Victoria a bit annoying so that's kind of why I went under. But it's a def- it's a really strong story, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. 8.5 for you. I'm going to go 8.5. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9 because um, it was one of those occasions where I watched it from start to finish every episode, and time just flew by. And I, was, I, I enjoyed every minute. I, I thought uh, Troughton was, was just brilliant throughout the whole thing. I thought the story was really good. Um, the supporting cast were brilliant, especially Jack Watlin. Um, and, um, yeah, even um, yeah, even the blunder at the end, I thought Jamie was quite cool in this. Um, yeah. I thought Nick, Nicholas Courtney was really good. Um, yeah, I thought uh, Anne Travers, she was really good. Um, and just everything seemed to work, really. It was one of those really good formulas where all, all the bits came together. And it was just, it was just really good. I really enjoyed it so i'll definitely watch this one many times in the yeah. future yeah oh it's definitely got yeah it's definitely got um repeat viewing yeah uh, value definitely yeah, yeah i always enjoy it yeah so that's going to be um so that the in terms of trout and stuff you reckon um enemy of the world is a is a good one to check out yeah um i mean i think only one episode of that survived up until recently and it was probably the weakest episode i can't i think that's the sixth episode story is it I've forgotten now. Don't know, buddy. 
Um, but it's a good one, that. It is very good. Um, I think because I'd only ever seen that one episode, and it's uh, it's probably the only episode, really, that's got a bit of padding in it, so it's a shame it's the only one that existed because it doesn't represent how good a story Enemy of the World is. And Pat Trouton's playing two parts. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's just brilliant in it. I mean, it just it's so good to see him doing two different roles. Um, I definitely recommend it. Definitely recommend it. Uh, what did do we have some um, comments from people? What did what did our listeners think of uh, Web of Fear? Yes, thank you for reminding me. I was going to breeze on to wrap the show up and forgot. I about, thought you yeah. were. I felt you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Twitter. Uh, our good friend Cousins twenty nineteen. Hello, Cousins. Yeah, he's but uh, hi. Uh, I love the story Web of Fear. It's a great one to introduce. Unit, my fave of Troughton. Hmm. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, I, I agree. So I don't think it's my favourite tra- Troughton, uh, but I, it's definitely one. Yeah, I definitely think it's a good one. Thanks, cousins. Uh, over on Facebook, thank you very much for jumping on there, um, Matthew Thomas. Uh, such an iconic and pretty much perfect story. Eyes glued to the screen while watching. Supporting cast brilliant. Yeti excellent. Setting excellent. So as you can guess, ten out of ten. Ooh, 10 out of 10 from Matthew. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Jace House, great story, great cast. Nice to have the Briggs' first appearance on DVD. Yeah, that's cool. Hello, Jace. That's my, my old schoolmate there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so some big thumbs up all round for The Web of Fear. Do we have one more from Kai? I haven't got it in front of me, but I know. Did Kai McNamley? Oh, he's going to hate me for saying his name wrong. Uh, I always, yeah. Uh, um, I think he really loved it as well. But I, you're making me look bad, dude. I, uh, sorry, I haven't got all comment to hand. <laughs> um, hold on, I have got it here. I have got it here. One second. I can't forget Kai. No, I know he really enjoyed it. That was all. Mind you, I think he did leave a really long comment. but He did. I'm going to read yeah. it, though, because he made yeah. the effort to write it, so I'm going to read it. So, uh, I think The Web of Fear is a vast improvement on its uh, preceding episode, The Abominable Snowmen. It's more suspenseful, action-packed, and claustrophobic. Patrick Troughton, Fraser Hines and Deborah Watling shine through this story and the supporting cast are really good. It's unfortunate Nick caught in his first episode as the Brigadier um, or Colonel is still missing. The great intelligence and the Yetis were used to great effect in the story 9 out of 10. Yeah, I agree with all of that apart from the Deborah Watling thing because I just don't <laughs> think she was on, on top form in this story. But I think that's more down to the writing actually, not, yeah. not really her fault. Yeah, so. no, I agree. But otherwise, Kai, I, I totally agree with you, mate. Yeah, and some, uh, some common themes as well. People liking the story, the Yeti, uh, Trout and support cast, all seems to be um, uh, up there with the, the enjoyable stuff from this one. Yeah, and also no negative comments. I, I, and I'm thinking, actually, even outside of you know the podcast, though, I, whenever I've talked to people about a story, I don't think I've ever... I don't know of any Dot Two fans that I personally chat to that don't enjoy the story. I think generally it's a really sort of um, regarded as a really good good one. Yeah, it was a good. Which one. is which is unusual because normally you get a bit of a, you know normally there's a bit of a divide, isn't there, on a story? But no, this this one seems to get a thumbs up all round. All round, good stuff. Um, right, I think that's going to wrap, buddy. Okay. So that's episode 24 done. Um, Web of Fear, really good uh, review on that one. 9 out of 10, 8.5 for you. Yeah. I think that's fair. 
Yeah, I probably should go to nine, but I'm I'm gonna stick with what I wrote because I whatever I write down on the pad after the episode, I think I should stick with. Because sometimes when we talk them through, I start thinking, oh, should I go up? Should I go down? <laughs> but, but no, that's what I wrote. Eight point five. That's cool. a strong eight point five. Strong eight point five. Very cool. Thank you very much for uh, sticking with us, and we look forward to uh, talking to you and going through some more cool who stuff in episode twenty-five next week. Uh, jump onto the Facebook page, jump onto Twitter. You can find those links over at the uh, the actual podcast page, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, uh, and you can still put a review in as well if you want to tell us your thoughts on the Web of Fear uh, or any of the other stories that we've reviewed and gone through on past episodes. Just jump on there and tell us what you think. And also check out the Geeks Handbag, Adam's uh, love love project, um, where he reviews everything to yeah, do check with... Check out my uh, TARDIS copter skills on my latest video. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That had me in oh, stitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that somebody hasn't lost an eye in this household. Oh, yeah, you need to check it out. The Geeks Handbag, just do a search for it, you'll find it uh, on YouTube. It's the, his latest video is so funny. <laughs> yeah, cool. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, we will see you next time. Um, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Alonzi! Alonzi!